0: This is Wake and Bake with Reverend Kim. A few years ago, I was at home, alone, just doing my thing, sitting on the couch, probably watching TV or maybe playing on my phone, I don't really know, but I do know that I was fine. I was okay. And then I had a thought. A thought about something that had happened a few years before that. An interaction that had since resolved itself, but at the time was a real hot one for me. It really upset me, it really bothered me. I got lost in a train of it and just like that I was back there. I replayed it all in my head and in my emotions. It's like it was in real time. All of it was being played out like a movie inside me and the train just kept going. It kept going to my present day life and I was stewing in it. All worked up and making decisions in my head even, like never again and beating myself up and angry at those involved and hurting over words that were said and even matter about the ones that weren't. I was stewing in it and the train kept going. I was getting upset with myself in the present time, upset with the others in present time, even though, like I said, it had all been resolved, more or less anyway. But in that moment, it wasn't. I was in it all over again and reacting like I had initially and ready to respond in my current life to what I was feeling. I was gonna blow shit up. I was mad, all the anger and hurt and frustration that I felt when i was there was here now and i was reacting and ready to behave accordingly i was agitated i couldn't even sit still the energy was building and when that does when i'm feeling like that i pace so i got up in a huff and i took a few steps and then i saw myself like from outside of me and i burst out laughing holy shit kim sit your ass down i laughed and i laughed at the madness of my mind I had just been sitting there, absolutely fine. Not a thing wrong, not a person near me, no stimulus to even provoke me, nothing. I was fine. But then one thought popped into my mind and off I went. Madness. I was going to blow up my life over a problem that I was making up. It wasn't current, but the momentum of that one thought that I allowed to attach to another and another was all it took to disturb my peace and rile me up. that sound familiar? You know you've been there. I'm glad I caught it when I did, and that really is the trick. To be aware of what thoughts are and catch them when they go off and stop them before they grow too big and we allow them to become part of our reality. You can't stop thought. It's the nature of the mind to think. But becoming aware of our thoughts is important and understanding that we have a choice in the ones that we allow and the ones that we stop dead in their tracks. So try something with me. Think of something right now. Something that made you angry. Remember something that happened. A circumstance or a person, an event that really got your blood boiling. Pull up a doozy. The angriest you've ever been. Take a second and remember the details. Remember how and why you felt so mad. Really get into it for just a second. Feel it. Now let's switch into something that you're afraid of, something you're afraid of happening. We've all got fears for the future of some sort. So pick something that really makes you nervous or scared that hasn't happened yet, but that you're afraid of coming true, afraid of experiencing. Feel that. And now think of the happiest you've ever been. Pick a great memory. Fall in love with it all over again. Experience that moment. Feel the elation. Feel how your body feels when it's happy. What a difference, eh? And nothing happened other than thinking a thought. How would your day have gone on if you were wrapped up in that angry memory? How would you have responded to life? How present would you have been? How open to people and experiences around you would you have been if you didn't move out of that energy and just allowed it to continue inside of you? How would your day have gone if you took the happy energy with you instead? Remember those feelings in you and know for yourself, which is even likely best for your physical health. Death is stiff. Death is crunchy leaves. Life and health is soft and pliable, flexible like a new baby. Can you feel that difference inside of you when you go there to those different extremes? And notice that it's in your body. It's not out there. It can't be. Everything you experience is inside you. If you're hungry, you eat. You don't feed someone else. If you're tired, you have a nap. You don't ask someone else to go to sleep. If you have to pee, you go to the bathroom. You don't ask someone else to wet their pants. So if you're unhappy, you also shouldn't ask someone else to change. The problem, the unhappy, it's inside you. You have to fix your unhappy. They don't have to do anything. Maybe fixing your happy is getting away from those people or circumstances, but it's you that has to do it. You go. You can't make anyone do anything, no matter how much you want them to or even how hard you love them. If you try to control external circumstances, you'll suffer. People are going to do what people are going to do. Life is always going to present you with things that aren't pleasing as long as you're identified with the physical. This is when anxiety comes up. Wanting something or someone to be different wanting and wishing the past happened differently, afraid of what may come, trying to arrange the world to control circumstances and people so that you can feel at ease, so that you can feel safe and settled and happy. There's a term for that, codependency, and it's not sustainable. You have to find a way to have that peace within you, regardless of what other people are doing, regardless of what circumstances look like. When you do, when you get it to that place of your own inner peace, who cares what's going on around you? No storm can harm you, no war can win. Not really, because you've got that solid center, strong in your sense of well-being. That's not to say you lack compassion, you just won't be a victim to anything or anyone, not dependent on anything to make you feel okay. And wow, what a full cup that is to show up with then. So now let's break this down and talk some truth because you know it. You know you're only happy when things are going the way that you want them to. When they don't, you suffer. It's your own wants and judgment of how you expect things and other people to be that gets you going. It's your expectations and in turn your disappointments that create the suffering. You're judging things. You're deciding how they should be rather than accepting it all as it is. Accepting things and people as they are comes so easily when you've surrendered to the big picture, the divine plan, and really know that all is as it should be, all is as it's meant to be. But until then, we get stuck in our patterns of wanting and wishing and expecting and we're miserable because no one and no thing can ever live up to our own personal desires, fears, and filters. People suffer for all kinds of things. People even suffer in their well-being. Someone can have everything and still find need to complain, even if it's that they're now bored. Good health, needs met, still suffering. This world and time that we're living in now is amazing. We have so many comforts with technology and global communication, right to your door deliveries. We're spoiled. We're spoiled and we still suffer we suffer in loneliness, we suffer in togetherness, we suffer when we're single, we suffer when we're married, we suffer when we're broke, we suffer when we have so much we're afraid of it being taken away, we suffer when we're unemployed, overworked, starving or overfed, we can't win either way, not like this, because things, circumstances and people are not the solution. Suffering is self-created. Pleasure is a lousy attempt at bliss. It's a lousy attempt at joy. You can't sustain it. It's gone in an instant. And then dissatisfaction arises again, and off you go, seeking the next hit. You know it. You've been there. TV, social media, shopping, drinking, drugs, sex, cars, toys, money, food, homes, relationships, other people's relationships or dramas, they're all distractions and the attempt to self-soothe. There's nothing wrong with these things, not until there's a need attached to any of them or a feeling of relief or satisfaction that you get from them. Only people who are suffering chase after pleasure. Those who are at peace chase nothing because they have no needs. They don't have any need to distract or numb or identify with. Your only suffering is your thoughts. Identification with the thoughts because you're only working with half yourself. Pleasure is physical. It's why we reach for things in the physical realm when we're identified with physical. It's all we know. Pleasure is from the realm of the material, but joy and ecstasy, hmm, they're from the realm of spirit, and that's what you're really longing for. That's why it feels so good to do things like walk or hike, craft, paint, knit, garden, work with your hands, something that takes your focus and silences the thinking brain. They're not material things. They put you in a different state of being. It's your psychological drama that creates suffering, attachment to desires, attachment to expectations, attachment to fears. And they all come from the constructs of your programming. Manage your thoughts and emotions and identify with your consciousness, and you're free. You learned how to use your body. You learned how to walk, how to talk, how to make things, how to move around, but we didn't learn how to think or remote or we born awake and taught to sleep. We've been given the gift of intellect as humans, but we haven't figured out how to use it yet. We learned how to manage and manipulate the physical world, but we don't know how to manage the mind. We crave things that numb the intellect. Intellect creates suffering. But Buddha means one who is above intellect. The name literally translates to that above intellect. And that's funny because we think we're above animals. We think we're superior beings because of the intellect that we have, but my dog doesn't suffer. Animals don't suffer like we do. They feel physical pain, but it's not personal. They have primal instincts, survival instincts, and know when there's danger or harm or something like that. But it's not personal. They're not caught up in the drama that we humans get into. They don't lament and ask, why, God, why, why me? They don't do that. My dog doesn't need to go shopping to wag her tail or enjoy the warmth of the sun. They're here. They're present. They're in the moment. And they're not identified with how they think life should be. So then why the cycle of bondage and liberation? Feels mean, doesn't it? but that's just attachment again to how you think it should be. It's actually not God's fault that you identify with your thinking. You were given the freedom to choose. That's free will. That's where that comes in. You were given this gift. We as a species were given this gift, but we turned it into a curse. We were given the freedom to choose, and we suffer in that freedom. That's not on God. That's not on the universe. That's on us. We've identified with the body and forgotten our spirit. Everything has another half on this plane. That's duality, human and spirit. We're not whole without the other. We're meant to bring them into balance. This universe seeks balance, and it's not in another person, not even in someone you call a soulmate. Your body and your physical life is your soul's mate. That's the merge, that's the divine union. We reach mental and emotional stability when we reach that balance between self and soul. You can't just be identified with the physical. That's only half of you. That's only half of life. Balance the thoughts and emotions by connecting with your source, your higher self. And that's when you're healthy and a fully functioning human being. That's when you reach inner peace. The kingdom of heaven is within, above intellect. But part of that problem is that we're afraid of that too. Marianne Williamson's quote sits right in my heart. It's our light, not our dark, that most frightens us. It's the nature of the universe to evolve and expand. Holding yourself back makes you suffer. You're stopping the flow of life. You're stopping your instincts and nature. You're stopping evolution. You're stopping your bliss. You are your enemy. You are your only opponent, and you are your only savior. Disconnect from your desires disconnect from your idea and judgment of how you think things should be. Trust the plan. Trust the path. Let go and let God surrender. There's the bliss. There's the magic. There's the flow. There's the inner peace. And that's how we light it up with Reverend Kim.